Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we are going to be talking about all of the events from Wednesday, February 24th of 2021. Today was actually kind of busy. I'm thoroughly surprised. I'm thoroughly thrilled. Um, I really thought we were going to like, after yesterday's episode, go to once every other day episodes. We may end up still doing that towards the end of the week, but for now... We get to go every day, which is awesome. Um, So there were quite a few things. I'm not going to preview anything because today we are pretty much just going with the day-to-day events. Um, I'm not going to in-depth on anything. And uh, yeah, just a pretty normal day. So let's go ahead and just jump right in and get started with the Swedish royal family. I'm actually kind of sad because the this is the final week of doing everything backwards, um, at least for now. So starting you know next week in March, we'll go back to um, alphabetical order correctly. Uh, so Belgium, UK. I realize that the UK really should be last, but because they're the British royal family, they go second. Um, Denmark, Netherlands, Norway, Spain, Sweden. Um, so we'll go back to that on March 1st or whatever episode comes out right after the 1st of March. Um, uh, like I said, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad. Uh, I really like this, this system, but I, um, I don't know. I'll keep switching it around if I feel like Sweden is getting kind of the crappy end of the stick again. So. Um, that being said, today there was just one event in Sweden. Um, so King Carl Gustav held an audience with the Speaker of the Swedish Parliament, or Riksdag, um, which is what they call their parliament, uh, where they discussed the current issues happening in Riksdag. Um, this was held digitally, so Sweden seems to be taking some more extensive lockdown measures. Now they have been really through the mo- through the year. Um, through 2021, but definitely something that I've noticed, um, you know, the last time these two men met, it was, um, in person in October, um, and now they're meeting via video conference. So that's definitely something that is different. Um, so that's what was going on in Sweden. Like I said, there's like it's a busy-ish week for Sweden, but there's only one thing happening each day, um, and it's up to the Swedish Royal House how much information they release. Um, and so, obviously, because this is more of a political meeting, less information is shared. Um, so, with that, sorry, my dog keeps trying to jump on my computer. Um, so, that's always fun. That's a good time. Um Anyway, that's what was going on in Sweden. And so now we are going to move on to the Spanish royal family.
So moving on to Spain, today was kind of a light day, but not really. Um, there were still some events happening, um, but not a whole lot to talk about because um, a lot of information from audiences aren't really released. So today, Queen Letizia held two audiences, uh, first with representatives of the Spanish Association of Business Women in Madrid. Um, and this was to mark the 50th anniversary of the organization. I also liked that all the women were wearing blue scarves. That was really fun. Uh, you can check out the pictures of that on the website, thedailyroyal.com, and the Daily Royal on Instagram. Um, so that was just really fun. Um, and then next she met with representatives from Code.org uh, with the movement for Europe, Africa, and the Middle East. So Code.org is already a thing here in the States. It originated in the States uh, several years ago, and they're expanding into the European, African, and Middle East regions. Uh, and so they were there to kind of talk about their initiative. Um, and so after the audience, the, I don't know, kind of like president for Code.org in Europe, um, released a statement saying, Code.org has trusted Spain as an entry point for the development of the project in Europe, and added that we have, quote, we have shared with Her Majesty the Queen our action plan that is based on three pillars, inform, train, and measure the result of our actions. We hope to be able to replicate the United States model of success and train a similar percentage of Spanish and European students and teachers, eliminating any gender gap, salary, or uh, social gap, that didn't translate very well, uh, that may exist. The re this revolution must be inclusive and fair. So um, I think it's interesting that Letizia held this audience. Like, I think that's really cool uh, because it's more... I, I think it shows more of a focus on not having that gender gap in coding that there is still. Um, I think it's less common than it was, um, you know, when I was graduating college, it was, and in college, it was, STEM wasn't really a thing for women. Um, we weren't encouraged in that way. Um, and now it's more of a, a thing that's pretty common. Um, like I know a lot of software people, um, encoders and things like that who are women, but I didn't 10 years ago when we were graduating. Um, and so I think it's really interesting that that's what the focus seemed to be more on for this meeting. I thought that was really cool. Um, and the fact that Letizia took this meeting rather than Felipe, um, kind of shares that, uh, a lot. So. That's what was going on in Spain. I do want to quickly say one thing that I like mentioned in passing yesterday. Um, I mentioned that we now know that Queen Letizia was taking ballet during the um, attempted coup in 1981. So, and I said her father tweeted it out, but like I gave no other context. Um, so Letizia's father is a journalist. Um, Letizia comes from a long line of journalists um, and was one herself. And so he just retired and um, he's an active Twitter user. I personally don't follow him because I think that's weird. Um, but it was shared widely on news outlets yesterday that he kind of shared his story about 1981. Um, so he was a reporter 
and he heard everything on the radio. He was driving back to Oviedo, uh, which is in Astorius, and he heard kind of everything that was going on on the radio. Um, and just the building that Letizia took ballet in, uh, and her sisters were also taking ballet at the same time, uh, and her mother was there with them, um, was above kind of a, a, a hot point for uh, loyalists, Franco loyalists, I guess, um, or the conservative right wing that we talked about. And um, so, Letizia's father mentioned this in the tweet that he went and got his girls and so that's why we know that um, but I just felt really weird that I like just mentioned this in passing um, so I just wanted to give a little more context to that because it's been kind of bugging me all day because um, I you know as much as I talk about these podcasts I also listen to them because like I like to make sure that they're right um, I had trouble with that in the beginning so I like to make sure that they're done right and I heard myself say that and I went, oh, that came out of nowhere. So I just wanted to explain that today. Um, but yeah, that is what was going on in Spain. Um, and so now we are skipping Norway and the Netherlands because those two countries are on basically vacation this week. They're not on vacation. They're on vacation from work. They're probably still in their countries, I hope. I really don't know. Um... But we're just going to assume for the sake of our sanity <laughs> that they are. Um, and with that, we actually get to go to Denmark today. So let's go over to the Danish royal family. there was something in Denmark today. How exciting is that? Um, I was thrilled. This was like the most exciting moment when I was writing my outline to see what everyone had done. I log into like all the social media platforms and I check and oh my gosh, there was something from, did, did, from uh, the Danish royal household and I just was so thrilled. Um, so today, Crown Princess Mary visited the World Health Organization um, office in Copenhagen, where she was basically given a briefing on the status of the fight against COVID-19, as well as um, kind of the long-term outlook for the healthcare systems in a post-COVID world. Um, so like what healthcare systems are doing to possibly be prepared for next time, but also in like this transition from, you know, presumably in a post COVID world, we won't be wearing masks for the next ever. Um, I don't know if that's accurate, but <laughs> that's the assumption I'm choosing to live by, at least for now. So, um, you know, what does that look like in a hospital kind of going forward, things like that, because are people still gonna get COVID? Um, because presumably not everyone is going to get vaccinated. Um, you know, just general things like that were being talked about, as well as, of course, just like a general status update on what's going on with COVID. Um, so that's what Mary was up to. 
But really, I think, like, for me, the most exciting thing was just that she was out and about. Um, I thought this was a really good event for her to be out and about for. Um, so I don't know what Denmark's measures are really. I know the U.S.'s. Um, I used to re be really up to date on Spain's and now I'm not. Um, like since I took my media, my news break in January, I really haven't, I mean, I know enough to be informed, but I don't dive deep on a lot of current news items because they're overwhelming. Um, and my sleep thanks me for it. Sometimes my brain doesn't always, but my sleep does. So, um, so I don't know what Denmark's restrictions are in terms of like leaving the house and things like that, but Mary did wear a mask today. Um, and I don't know, I think it's just like, it was just really great. <laughs> to see her, to have her out and about and just like be working. Um, cause like I said, you, like it just, you don't know how much you need it until you don't have it. Um, and then it comes back and you're like, yes, I missed this a lot. Um, and that's where, where this is for me. Like I just, I missed this and I didn't even know I did except in Denmark. I knew. Um, so that's what was going on. Um, in Denmark, I, like I said, really exciting. You guys, I'm so sorry. This dog, I'm going to take another break and deal with her. She's having a really hard time tonight, which is making me have a really hard time. So give me one second and I'll be right back for you. It'll be like, I never left. All right. We'll see how long this lasts. She's now just laying beside me. Um, we'll see what that's going to be like. She's already not having it. Okay. Um, so that's what was going on in Denmark. Sorry, I'm all distracted because she's frustrating me. Um, she's not always like this anymore. It used to be constant. Now it's just occasional, but tonight is really, really bad for some reason. Um, maybe it's a full moon or something. I really don't know. But anyway, that's what was going on in Denmark. I'm so sorry I can't talk about it more. Um, there wasn't a ton shared in the readout from the event, but I definitely think it was a really good event and I'm very glad that at least for today the Danish royal family Crown Princess Mary was working um I just appreciated that so that's what was going on in Denmark and now we are going to go ahead and move on to the UK of things happening today in the UK. Um, not a whole lot, but still, you know, a few things. Um, most everything was digital pre-recorded stuff today. And then of course we'll take a look at the court circular in just one second. Um, so first the Prince of Wales sent a video message to the, to mark the opening of Kew Gardens reforestation conference. Uh, so Charles is the patron for Kew Gardens, which is like this really beautiful space um, in London. It's a garden. It has 
one of the historic palace sites on it. It's just really beautiful. Um, and there's a lot to see there. And obviously because it's a garden, they're also working on, um, reforestation issues and, you know, plant things. Um, and so Charles, I think last year he did something like this too. And I didn't really know what Kew Gardens was. Uh, thank you quarantine for teaching me that. I appreciate it. Um, but so he sent that video message. I didn't watch it because you had to kind of like take part in the conference to do that. And I just didn't. Um, but he sent a video message there. Um, and then also today, the 2020 Commonwealth Essay Competition was officially opened by the Duchess of Cornwall, who is vice patron of the Royal Commonwealth Society. Um, and so every year, the Royal Commonwealth Society hosts this essay competition uh, for people to write about the Commonwealth. And this year, the theme that they are supposed to focus on is community in the Commonwealth, kind of focused on how communities came together during the health crisis. Um, so I think there are like four winners, like a, a senior winner, a runner-up, a junior winner, and a junior runner-up. Um, and junior is, of course, you know, children. So that was the like official publicly announced stuff going on. Um, and now I'm going to pull up if I can find it. Sorry, like I said, I, so for those who don't know, um, I think I've talked about this, but I'll talk about it again. Um, the court circular is a document put out in the Times, the London Times or the Times of London, uh, which also has the Sunday Times, and it reads out every single event on the royal family's calendar and what actually happened. So it's a way to um, keep the public informed. Um, so previously I, I didn't really, I knew it existed, but like, I never really knew how to get it. Um, and then I subscribed to the times, which is nine, almost 10 pounds, but it equated to like 14 us dollars. Um, and so that was a little pricey for me. And then I found out that I can get the court circular part of the times through Apple news, which is cheaper and because I get Apple products a lot, I typically always have it for free. So I'm currently on like a four month free trial of the court of the news app on with Apple and I have access to the court circular. However, it's a little more complicated to pull up for me because I'm not used to it than the London times, but that's okay. Um, so I have it pulled up now. Um, so we'll go through all of the events that we have to talk about. Um, so let's see. Um, this morning, Queen Elizabeth held a meeting via video link with the governor of S South Australia um, and the premier of South Australia. I didn't know there was a South Australia. I have questions now. Like, is that just, I have questions, lots of questions. Um, I'll figure those out later. And then also today, apparently, uh, Queen Elizabeth was presented with a something, a ma maquette, uh, yeah, a maquette of a statue to be installed outside of Government House in Adelaide, which I think is in Australia. I don't know. This one is a confusing one. Okay. Um, 
And then we go to Kensington Palace because remember the clearance house stuff was kind of pre-recorded. So we've either seen that on the court circular or they didn't record it because it was just kind of behind the scenes work. Um, but in Kensington Palace today, the Duke of Cambridge held a meeting with the Earthshot Prize for the Earthshot Prize via video link. And then he took part in a weekly leadership call with Midlands Clinical Commissioning Group Accountable Officers and Trust Chief Executive Officers via video link. Um, oh, okay. So this is something that is hosted by the Midlands Regional Director for NHS England and NHS Improvement. And William was like a guest. Okay. Sorry. That got really confusing there for a minute. Um, okay. So William took part in this leadership call that happens every week with NHS Midlands. But William was a guest. Okay. So I'm sure we'll see some video readout of that in the near future. Um, so that's what was going on in the UK today. Not a huge exciting day after we've seen them, you know, out and about for a few days, but I'll take it nonetheless. And with that, we are going to go to our final country of the day and end this podcast with the Belgian royal family. Right, let's finish this out. The dog is ready. I am ready. I would like to go back to my television. Oh, I mean, that is what happens. I eat dinner after I record. Um, and I watch TV for like an hour and then I go to bed. My life is very exciting. I basically work 15 hours a day and then I sleep for like eight or nine. Yeah. Anyway, um, Today in Belgium, King Philippe and Queen Mathilde visited a pharmacy, which is in French, and I'm not even going to try, um, to speak with employees as well as the pharmacists there about the COVID-19 crisis, um, as well as the pharmacist's role in a, and the pharmacy store, the drugstore's um, role in distributing the COVID vaccine. So pharmacists will be trained on how to deliver the COVID vaccine. Um, if you're in the States, um, I don't know if like my local drugstores, um, I have a CVS and a Walgreens near me. Um, neither of them have the vaccines yet, but they will, and will be able to widely distribute. But like if I need a COVID test, I get it done at a CVS. Um, but the vaccinations you will be able to get, I think, in the U.S. at um, CVS and like drugstore locations, um, as well as like grocery store pharmacies. Um, I think. No, I know that one is happening. So in Belgium, it's no different. Pharmacists will be trained to give the vaccine as well. Um, they also spoke with um, just. Uh, with staff throughout the pharmacy and I don't know why this was like so jarring um I remember how jarring it was when 
one of the first things that Queen Matilda did after um, kind of we were all starting to realize the severity of COVID because um, if you remember a year ago it like it was a thing by this point but like I don't think it was something globally we were super concerned about quite yet we're getting to that point um you know I remember having a conversation in like March about doing something over Easter like um I was planning on going to DC for the uh, Spanish state visit that hasn't happened yet um but like that was in March so like at this point like I kind of knew it was a thing but I didn't know it would last a year um and how intense and scary and deadly it would be um but I remember the first shocking image for me in terms of like this work was Queen Matilda went to a grocery store funnily enough in the exact same outfit and mask that she wore today um and like I knew that our shelves were bare but I always kind of thought that was an American thing to like freak out and buy all the things um but it turns out it was a global thing and so but I remember being like Oh, okay. But it was very jarring to see King Philippe and Queen Matilda today just sitting in like a regular looking drugstore. Um, it felt oddly normal and oddly weird at the same time. So I just wanted to point that out. Like I, I posted a couple pictures online and you can see like what I presume are like magazines behind them in one of them. And then also just them at the cash register. Like it just felt very strange and very familiar all at the same time. It was weird. Um, but yeah, so that's what was going on in Belgium. Um, that's really the day. Um, like I said, there was a good bit today. Not as long of a podcast. I know today, yesterday was a bit insane. So today we did a little bit shorter and there weren't as many events to cover. Um, so with that, I am going to end this podcast here and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Um, but in the meantime, please uh, check out thedailyroyal.com, the Daily Royal on Instagram, and like and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it. It really helps it out a lot. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs>